wonderful things from that announcement and news. Things that I just want to comment about. Uh, the, the two that I'll make. Um, number one, I can't wait to go check out the McMullins McMansion. <laughs> Did y'all catch that? Um, and number two, number two, I will also be thinking about what we're going to have for dinner while I'm doing the conversation. All of us live with names that we have either been given or have given ourselves. Names we've been given or names we've given ourselves. I was on Huffington Post earlier this week reading an article about the worst baby names. And the woman who wrote the article went through the Social Security data, went to the very bottom of the list and found the ones that were named or given out five times or less. <laughs> and you would not believe it. The one I picked some of my favorites and the ones that are appropriate for this uh, for this setting to share with you. Um, the first one, it's actually two names, uh, variation on the same name, either a miracle, a miracle or D miracle. I guess you would say the miracle. <laughs> Somebody named their kid Ikea. (laughs) Shady is another name. Vegas, what stays there. Um, Unique, spelled Y-O-U-Neek. Harshit, does not read well in English. Harshit. I think that's a foreign name, I'm going to guess. My two favorites, Rambo and Vader. Uh, Pretty good. Now, somebody actually named their kid this. Um, the first name, this is a full name. Uh, the first name looks like your Heinz, but it's meant to be pronounced your Highness. Your Highness Kendall IC8 Special K. And yes, that is named after the illegal drug ketamine. Uh, one internet casino paid some mom $15,000 to name her kid after their casino. And she did, and the kid's name was GoldenPalace.com Silverman. Some Swedish parents named their child to protest this Swedish law that says the court can fine you if they deem that your name is not appropriate for your children. We're finding out why courts need to have those kind of laws tonight. So in protest, they named their kid BRFXXCCXXMNPCCCLLLMNNPRXVCLMNCKSSQLBB1116. Pronounced Albin. The the parents claimed that this 43 character name was a pregnant expressionistic development that we see as an artistic creation. Yeah, right. We all grow up with people telling us who we are for better or worse. And these names that we have been given or we give ourselves, they have a way of defining us. And having influence. When I turned 10 years old and we moved from Fayette to uh, Fayette, Missouri to Texas, I decided that the name I've been called all my life, Charlie, that that was too juvenile. 
You know, it wasn't mature enough. And this was a good time to make a change. And so I changed to Charles. That's more sophisticated. And you better believe it. When we went back to visit in Missouri and people were like, oh, Charlie. Like, no, 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 no. It's Charles. Don't ever call me Charlie. That, that my name was important to me. It said something about me, at least in my mind. We might have more more subversive names, more more private names that stay up here in our head, like stupid or smart or fat or skinny or funny or shy or quiet, athletic, dependable, flaky, damaged, respectable, good, and so on. These names have a way of being based on our experiences. They can reflect sin, addiction, or hurts, or damage, or achievements, or idols that we have set up for ourselves. We appropriate these names about ourselves and we believe them about ourselves. They have a way of forming us and forming our identity, our sense of self. And our identity informs then how we behave, how we live, how we act. We act out of a perception we have of who we are, right? In Genesis, Isaac and Rebekah named one of their twins, Jacob, which means deceiver. Can you imagine growing up in a household where your mother was like, come here, liar. Hey, you need to do the dishes, liar. Stop fighting with your brother, liar. Stop lying, liar. Hearing that as your that that forms your identity and it, it, it influenced his behavior such that he grows up and lives into his name. He steals by deception a birthright from his older twin brother, Esau. They have this power. Names have this powerful way of influencing us. A novel from the mid 90s tells the story of a young girl named Clarice Jones. Clarice is 16 years old. She lives in Harlem with her mother. She is morbidly obese. She's illiterate. And her mother physically and verbally abuses her. Clarice has one kid they call Mongo because uh, it's short for mongoloid because her son has Down syndrome. And Clarice became pregnant in this story with Mongo after her father raped her. Clarice's mother takes advantage of her by claiming that she takes care of her son so that she can get the government check. And they bring their son over every month to play pretend for the social worker. When in reality, it's Clarice's grandmother that does the heavy lifting when it comes to taking care of her. And then in the story, Clarice discovered that she's she's pregnant again after being raped a second time by her father. She goes on to find out that her father has AIDS, which means that she is HIV positive. Like all the worst things that could happen to you in the headlines come together in this story of this young woman's life. And what's most unsettling, perhaps, and certainly most ironic, is that the main character doesn't go by the name Clarice. She goes by the name Precious, presumably given to her by her parents. You might recognize the story now it was recently adapted into a movie with the full title Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire. I've always wanted to say that Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire in public. And if you watch Saturday Night Live, you will know why. If not, I'll tell you later. Uh, the irony of her name is just way obvious. The way that her family treats her is the opposite of Precious. 
if her name reflected the way she was treated and the kind of things that happened to her and her standing in life, then her name would probably be worthless. The last thing Precious probably thought she was, was Precious. Here's a question for reflection. What names have you been given or given yourself? What names have you been given by others or given yourself? Take about 30 seconds and just think about that for a moment. When the social worker finds out that Precious is pregnant, she sends her to an alternative school. And Precious' teacher, Blue Rain is her name, helps her to learn how to read and to write. And at the end of the school year, all of the girls in her class, they compile this anthology of their autobiographical life stories, which is this amazing accomplishment for girls that were illiterate and uh, couldn't write at all at the beginning. And when Precious Mother kicks her out of her house and Precious becomes homeless and alone and desperate, her teacher, Blue Rain, uses all of her resources to get her into this halfway house that had childcare so that she and her kid could be taken care of and she could continue her studies and continue to blossom and grow. Blue Rain, her teacher, helps Precious to live into the truth of her name, that she is precious. She is worth having a shot at a better life. There's a story in Hosea 1 and 2 where the prophet Hosea, under God's instruction, names his kids not loved and not my people. Lo Ruhama and Lo Ami. He names his kids this. And they're, they're, the reason that he did that was so that his kids would be a message to the people of Israel. That God was upset with them, that they were being disobedient and idolatrous and unfaithful. And God was just crying out to them for them to return to him. And, in, and then in this wonderful act of grace, God says, I will show my love to the one I called Not my loved one. I will say to those called not my people, you are my people. And they will say, you are my God. God is in the renaming business. He takes the names that we have for ourselves or the names we've been given and he changes them. God is like that teacher, Blue Rain, helping us to reclaim the worth of. Of our true selves, the worth of who God says we are. Jesus experienced this naming himself in Matthew 3, which is our primary text for tonight. If you have a Bible near you or you want to follow along on your phone, it's in Matthew chapter 13, no, chapter 3, verse 13, page 660. Matthew 3, 13.
It reads, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It's proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love with him. I am well pleased in another gospel. It reads, you are my son whom I love with whom I am well pleased. So Jesus is the recipient of this name change in the Gospel of Matthew. He hears from God at the outset of his ministry who he is. God reminds him of his identity, of his true self, of his name. You are my son and I love you. I think it's so interesting that God does this for Jesus before he goes into ministry. Uh, he does it before he does the miracles. He does it before he casts demons out. He, he does it before he goes to the cross and the resurrection as if to say this thing, whatever you do after this is not going to change what I'm about to say. I love you and you are my son, no matter how well you perform, no matter how the mission goes, you can rest in the fact that I love you and you belong to me. Jesus goes on to rename, rename others like with Simon. He changes his name to Cephas, which means rock or Peter. Peter would be the rock on which the church would be built. His faith would be what would hold the church up. Right. So Jesus renames Peter into a name that reflects his true identity in God. And through the death and resurrection of Jesus, God does the very same thing with us. God gives us new names. We were enemies. Now we're friends. We were objects of wrath. Now we are loved. We were worth not very much. And now we're precious. God is in the renaming business. Here's the truth. No matter what those names inside your head or or outside of you in relationships might try to tell you, nothing you can do can separate you from the love of God in Christ. There's nothing we can do to make God love us more than he already does. There's nothing we can do to make God less love us less than he already does. We can rest in that. That is our identity as followers of Jesus, as children of God, that God says to us, like he did to Jesus in the waters of baptism, you are my son, you are my daughter, and I'm pleased with you. You know, the Genesis story, Jacob, the deceiver who deceived his brother out of his birthright, was renamed too. He was renamed Prince of God or God rules. Jacob goes from liar to prince. God gives us a new identity. He gives us a new name in Jesus the same way he did Jesus, the same way he did Peter, the same way he did Jacob. What new names does God give you in Christ? Think about those names you were thinking about earlier running through your mind that you've given yourself 
or that have been given to you? What corresponding names does God give you in Christ? What new names does he give you to to cancel out those old names that might have kept you from believing in him? Just give that a couple moments thought. Here's what happens. As we start to live into our new identity, as we start to live into who God says we are as his son or his daughter, and that we love, we live in his unconditional love, as we really live into that, as we start to really believe that, our lives change. They really do in a, in a very concrete and tangible way. We begin to act like different people. We begin to act like the name says we are. We begin to act in sync with the character of the one who named us. We begin to live holy lives. We begin to walk in peace and joy. We begin to have courage to speak about who we are and who God says we are because it's a part of who we are. As we believe that, as we live into that, it changes our lives. So as a way of getting at that, as a way of trying to live into our identity a little bit and who God says we are, I want to do a a spiritual exercise together. I call it a name tag testimony. So what we're going to do is if you would take the name tag sheet, there's one under every single one of your chairs. There's probably enough for you to have a do-over or a second name if you, you know, need an alias in another country, a middle name. There you go. Uh, get a marker. Hey, we got markers here. Um, everybody, grab a marker. And what I want you to do is spend a little bit of time. And on one side, we're going to work on one side right now. Uh, I want you to write down. That old name, the one that resonates with you. And I want you to put it in big letters so that if you were to show it, somebody, they'd be able to read it and see it. Because um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to give a testimony to basically, you don't have to say anything, but to show your name to everybody here. Now, you don't have to do that. You don't want to. It doesn't require any speaking. I'm going to do it. Um, I know some other people are going to do it. I hope you'll do it because I think it'll be a really um, formative experience. But uh, right, so write that old name down, just one old name. And in a little while, we're going to write another name on the other side. If I was to write an old name for me, just to give an example, I would put um, Achiever. That's one of my names. Um, and, and it works out of the assumption that, man, if I set my mind to something, I can do it. I can win. I can achieve. And what's wrong with that name is that it doesn't leave very much space for God. It fools me into thinking that I'm not God's child. I'm my own God. I am, I am, I'm the king myself. I sit on my own throne. So achiever, that's one of my, that's one of my names. So what, think about what, what's, what's a poignant name for you that you want to write down. And you'll have a little time to reflect. We're going to play some music and then we'll, we'll move from there. So focus right now on that old name. 